the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. I'm Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, also known as Highway 441. We have a great show for you today as we talk about the upcoming first round of the postseason playoffs that starts tonight in high school football throughout Florida from Pensacola to Key West. Very pleased, first of all, to announce and share with you that for the 19th straight season, Apopka, the Apopka Blue Darters will be playing in the postseason. And that's something that no one should take for granted at all. And those, those of us who are old school Blue Darters certainly do not take that for granted. Um, and that, that do want to, of course, mention that streak started when Coach Darlington came in 1999. Now, we'll be t- look forward to speaking with Coach Darlington a little bit later in our program. We're pleased right now to be joined by John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner. He's joining us. Joe Ferraro is here, of course. And we are glad that you're uh, joining us as well. And uh, first of all, before we get into talking about the game tonight at Oviedo, and we'll just tell you a little bit more about it, Game time, first of all, is 7.30 p.m. The regular season games all started at 7 p.m. That's an Orange County deal. Uh, Well, the um, Florida High School Athletic Association regulates the playoffs, and so all playoff games will be at 7.30 p.m. uh, on Friday night. And, of course, everybody in the playoffs plays until they lose. It's a single elimination deal. You keep winning, you'll make it all the way to the state championship game, which is going to be on December the 8th. uh, But once you lose, you're done which certainly ratchets up the, the interest and the pressure, um, of course, and the, um, the, the passion for, for these games. Popka will take on Oviedo tonight, 7.30 p.m. at Oviedo's John Courier Field. It's a region, Class 8A Region 1 quarterfinal game. Of course, you'll have it all right here with Joe and I on 1520 WBZW and the 1520 WBZW app, and you can also listen online at our website, 1520wbzw.com. But before we uh, get into the playoffs, I want to talk about the game last Friday night because it was a game under a lot of adversity. We had a lot of players injured, key players injured. We had players starting for the first time, all those kinds of things, And uh, but we were able to get away 
with a nice, solid 26 to 10 victory over uh, an Oak Ridge team that came in six and three, and an Oak Ridge team that had a, you know, if they won that game, they would have made the playoffs. And, you know, since they didn't, they didn't. So, uh, in other words, an Oak Ridge team that had a tremendous incentive to come over here and, and get a victory. But anyway, Joe, it's an outstanding game, I thought, last week. I have to agree, Roger, especially after uh, the previous week. The Blue Daughters definitely needed that victory. Uh, just to really motivate them, especially going in, leading into the playoffs. Tonight's going to be a tough game, no doubt. And, of course, John Perry's here. We'll get his insights on Oviedo as well. But, first of all, John, I'd like to get your thoughts uh, just on the victory over um, you know, Oak Ridge last week. As I said, you know, a lot of adversity going into the game, new players starting, players who hadn't even started before, key positions, all those kinds of things. And we got a got a win against an Oak Ridge team that needed, they didn't need to win to get into the playoffs themselves. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure if they would have been able to, to even make it even with the Hang on, John. Uh, for some reason, we're not getting you. Okay. And uh, we'll go back to John. We're having a little tech technical difficulty right now. Well, that's kind of irrelevant anyway. Mainly just the point is that we didn't, um, you know, we, we, we weren't at full strength, certainly if you look back to how we were playing against Spartan Trail and you know, the, those cast of characters we had, you were shotting out there earlier in the season and now we've got JV guys starting at wing back. Uh, you know, a guy who's never played, he's hardly got any playing time in his whole career, starting at blocking back, you know, against a pretty decent team, a team that won six games, and we still were able to get a win. I, I, and I want to emphasize that, too, because, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a tendency, you know, to, to expect a 50-point blowout every game, expect a running clock every game, you know, judging on the incredible success Coach Arlington's had. And you want to really emphasize to our fans that that was a that was a tough game. It was a, a very losable game, if you will. And I just think we should be very proud of, of the coaches, the players, the assistant coaches, and the effort to, to get that win. Uh, Roger, they they definitely played well as a as a team. I mean, I I think it was more of a one of those situations where everybody played pretty well. Uh, just that. When you when you are playing guys who have you know spent the season on the junior varsity and no knock at all, uh, you know, but guys who are going to give their all and, and they're going to they're going to do their best, they're going to be in the spot they're supposed to be, and they're they're very coachable and all that. That's you know that is worth a, a lot uh, to a team, and, and you got to be able to get past games like that. Uh, I thought the Apopka defense played fairly well. Uh, it was obvious that Oak Ridge. Had paid very close attention to the week before uh, Popka's loss at Wakiva, and uh, they threw, you know, they threw the ball, if I remember correctly, 36 times, um, and and they were, I would say, at least half of them were were deep, uh, you know, where the quarterback just hauls off and throws the ball. Uh, they completed one. And that was a 42-yarder to Terrence Walthauer, who uh, a couple years ago was on the Apopka roster. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that was was special for him. Uh, but anyway, you know, otherwise, you know, I thought the Apopka uh, pass defense was, was very good. Uh, I think Oak Ridge completed about a third of their passes. Um, you know, they're... The, the the Oak Ridge defense was very physical. Honestly, they reminded me a lot of, of Mandarin uh, physically uh, in the spot where they needed to be. Guys who could close, great athletes on that side of the ball, uh, both uh, on the defensive line and, and, and in all spots from, from front to back on defense. Uh, you know, their offensive line, eh, more just guys who are big. 
and and so the Popka was able to get Popka's uh, guys up front were able to get some some penetration and and a lot of kept the quarterbacks because uh, Oak Ridge played too. Uh, had was able were able to get the uh, Oak Ridge quarterbacks on the run, um, and and the number three Greg Fields for Oak Ridge he was pretty much a, a scat back I guess and you know a water bug type guy who's one spot one second and the next instant he's he's two or three yards away and he, he can leave a lot of guys hanging, but they didn't he wasn't able to get any long runs. Uh, Popka kept the Oak Ridge running game under. Uh, Wraps for the most part. Uh, they had one 23-yard run early in the third quarter, and that was that was about half of what they ended up with from a net rushing standpoint. Uh, so it was uh, it was I thought it was a very good game for the defense, the Popkins defense, and the offense did about as good as it probably could have that night with uh, considering all the details that that went into that. And picking up there, and of course, just to be more specific, yeah, we had. Uh, Ben Judd starting at wing back. He was up from the JV squad. He didn't even play on varsity over the course of the season. We had uh, Dan Gorey, who I, th- I think both those guys are, are great stories. Right. Um, because, um, and then uh, Dan Gorey was a senior who, unless I missed it, hadn't had never started a game before. No. Uh-uh. And maybe haven't gotten a whole lot of playing time in his career. Here we are on senior night, the last regular season game of, of at, at, uh, at home of his career he got the start at, at a crucial position blocking right. back and uh performed well enough for us to get the victory so it was you know for, for my own personal perspective it was wonderful to see young youngsters step up you know that were unheralded if you will and step into key roles important roles in an important game and see them pl- perform well enough for us to, to get a win absolutely and 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 for dan gory uh you know he he had he scored he the scored last touchdown, the right? last Apopka <laughs> touchdown of the of the, and of that's the when game. That's when they put the game away. It did. It 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 was able to. It was almost like a whew on the sidelines at that point for Apopka uh, because you know it was it was nineteen to ten. Yeah, that's two scores, but uh, with them, Edgewater. Excuse me. Wow, where'd that come from? Oak Ridge throwing deep. You know, at that point of the game, they were throwing deep a, a lot. Uh, and and they have enough athletes where they all it would take was one missed tackle. Yeah, like, uh, it's kind of like you well, get I, lucky and hit one. Yeah, I, exactly. I was watching yeah, Wake like Forest a, a in North Carolina. Puncher's chance in a heavyweight bout. Yeah, I watching North Carolina State and Wake Forest last night. North Carolina State led the whole game, missed one tackle, and lost the game with with 30 seconds left. Same idea. Um, and so, um, you know, the but uh, he was able to add a 21 yard run uh, on that on that one play where the. The uh, blocking back takes the direct snap, and uh, you know he was I, watching the. I didn't see this live, but watching the game film, there was one of the the safeties for for Oak Ridge, uh, who's a great athlete. I, mean, I remember seeing him make some some very good plays during the game, but uh, he was he was trying to find where the ball was, who had the ball, and and right about the time he realized it. Gory was right beside him. I mean, I mean, he could have reached out and touched Gory, and and as big as Dan is, he, the kid probably could have used one arm to tackle him. Uh, it would have been a high tackle, but but all of a sudden, Gory's right past him and you know trotting into the end zone about that about that same time. So anyway, it was it was just a it, it was a a great effort and all around uh, and it, it you know it, it wasn't the powerhouse of popka team that we know of but it was very much a gut check time a, a time where all right 
Popka probably would have made the playoffs, but and Oak Ridge probably wouldn't have. But neither team knew that for sure because of all the other factors. And so, uh, you know, th- this was a battle for a playoff spot as far as the mental part of this game goes. And, and obviously, uh, Popko was able to answer that. Uh, got a, a good, solid performance from the defense and uh, about as good as it could have gotten uh, offensively for a Popka on, on last Friday night. Friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. We've already got Blue Darters here so getting their weekend started off just right, sitting out on the front porch. We invite you to come up and join us as well after the show, starting at 12 noon. Right now, we're Joe Ferraro is joining us. John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner, is here. We're talking a Popka Blue Darter playoff football on Blue Darter Sports Central. Look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington later in our show. And want to remind you once again, you can hear all the action right here on 1520 WBCW tonight. Pre-game will start, I guess, about 7 p.m. The game time is 7.30 p.m. at Oviedo. And, of course, we encourage all the Blue Darters to go over to Oviedo and be there and represent the team in person. If you can't, you can hear it all right here with Joe and I, and you can hear it also streaming online at 1520 WBCW.com and with the 1520 WBCW app, and uh, before we, uh, well, we, why don't we uh, take the break a little bit sooner because this is a natural place to transition into Oviedo. But before we go to break, I of course, want to let you know that Blue Darter football and all the programs you hear right here on 1520 WBCW are supported by Florida Door Solutions. In the best Apopka tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back. Florida Door Solutions supports our local schools. A popular Little League Baseball and new sports in our community. To find out why Florida Door Solutions has been voted best garage door company once again, visit FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLADoor and tell them you support a Popka Blue Darter football on 1520 WBZW. We'll be right back from the front porch at Porky's on today's edition of Blue Darter Sports Central. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Great day in a popkin. We're glad you're joining us. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner is joining us. We look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later on our program. We're talking not only Apopka Blue Darter football, but we're talking Apopka Blue Darter postseason football. And it's a, that's makes that in itself makes it a great day because we're now we're at a point now where only a really a relatively a relative handful of teams throughout Florida are still playing football as we enter into the postseason. And we are very pleased to be one of those for the 19th straight season. Popka will play Oviedo tonight at Oviedo. You can hear it all right here on 1520 WBZW, the pregame show at 7 p.m. Kickoff at 7.30 p.m., also streaming live on the 1520WBZW app and on our website at 1520WBZW.com. This gives me a chance to give a shout-out to our friend and sponsor, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and BurnFatOrlando.com and St. Germain Chiropractic. And I want to let you know that 
St. Germain Chiropractic has been voted number one once again. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels, from youth sports to elite college and professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Call Dr. Patrick St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN and tell him you're in a Popka Blue Darter. Let's go back to John Perry and Joe Ferraro. And Joe, before we move into Oviedo, because I think that's, this is a very interesting matchup for a lot of reasons. Uh, they, they finished their regular season eight and two. Um, but where are we? We talked earlier about the kind of the patchwork team, if you will, certainly the patchwork offense we had versus Oak Ridge. A lot of key players out for various reasons. Where do we stand now with our personnel going into this first playoff game? It looks like uh, Eric Wright is back. Uh, first time in, what, six, eight weeks or so um, that he's that he's been able to play. Uh, I'd be shocked and surprised if he's at full game uh, shape and, and all that type of thing. It's it's not easy to to, to be off, you know, even even though you're working and, and there's some things you're able to do to be in game shape. And uh, but he he should be able to this offense, obviously, with his uh, his speed, his quickness, his hands, his ability to make people miss. Uh, he's he's should be a real asset for a popka tonight. Um, you know, he'd be at uh, at wing back and and be able to. Uh, uh, help this offense especially around the edge uh you know that type of thing so uh and and then i imagine they'll probably try to get him get him the ball on little screen passes and little little uh cut or uh, kind of what i call reverse pass where everything's going to the left and maybe and then uh jackson darlington tosses it to the right uh and uh hopefully uh, nobody on the Oviedo defense has, has read the play uh, you know uh that was one thing I, back to Oak Ridge for just a second they did a great job on on, such, on plays like that they 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 were coached up very well and they followed their coaching uh but uh, and and Oviedo will be coached up that being said there's not going to be much film on on Eric Wright available to him uh, and so, you know, he's going to be able to, to, to play outside of something that hadn't happened. He's practiced this week. He went through the, the proper procedure, the protocol, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, he's, he's, as far as I know, he's ready to go. And, uh, you know, should, like I say, should be able to help the Apopka offense uh, with some speed and with some quickness uh, on, the, on the edge games. Uh, you know, take some of the pressure off of King Brown and, and his, his – uh, you know, work workhorse situation he's been in for the last month at least, if not six weeks. And so uh, maybe that opens up some stuff up the middle for Jackson Darlington on that little spin series that they do. Uh, you know, and uh, so it, it should it should be able to to be uh, very much a. Uh, I would expect a better offense tonight, uh, more like the the classic ones that that the Popka fans are used to seeing. Friends, it's great to have you joining us. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Joe Ferraro is here. John Perry's joining us. We're talking Apopka Blue Daughter playoff football. And this gives me a chance to let you know that Baptiste Orthodontics supports and sponsors Apopka Blue Daughter football and Apopka Blue Daughter athletics on 1520 WBZW. Dr. Andre Baptiste is very pleased to let you know that he's offering a 25% discount to all Apopka residents who start treatment with Baptiste Orthodontics by the end of 2018. Baptiste Orthodontics looks forward to bracing you for success. 
drop by and see them at their brand new Apopka office located right across the street from Kitland Nelson Park on Park Avenue. And also want to take this opportunity to let you know that Dr. Baptiste and Baptiste Orthodontics are sponsoring our programming all weekend long going back to Wednesday, highlighting the Vietnam Traveling Memorial from Kitland Nelson Park as we honor our veterans on this Veterans Day weekend. And we will be back out there tomorrow morning broadcasting Debbie O'Brien from 11 to 1. So come on out and join us and hang out and uh, check everything out. You had a great experience over there on Wednesday, over there with you and your other veterans. And let me take this opportunity to thank you for your service, Joe, as a United States Marine. And you are welcome. And um, also we had a wonderful bunch of veterans, and we actually had uh, Mayor Brian Nelson, who was uh, lining up our guests for us. And he did, he did a phenomenal job. Executive producer, yeah. Mayor Brian yeah. Nelson. Only on the Roger Franklin Williams show. <laughs> y'all, y'all giving him a paycheck. I, I'm going to want to see that on his financial disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving him a, a thank you and an attaboy. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, Over above the Call of Duty, definitely. And some, it was really great to hear, hear the veteran, hear their each individual personal story. You know, Captain Bob Rosen, U.S. Navy, retired. That was phenomenal. Uh, Louis uh, Berzia, you know, uh, Sergeant Louis Berzia of uh, United States Marine Corps. I post, his story I, about how he came to be a Marine. You know, I posted photos on uh, WBZW Facebook page. Go over and check out. Uh, there's two photo albums there, and I forgot Lewis's name. Thank Lewis, you for reminding well, me. i got to go in and tag that. And I messed it up. It's Boria, B-O-R-I-A, Sergeant Lewis Boria, United States Marine Corps. In fact, he well, served yeah, in the Marines story. in World War II. He served in Korea, and his son served in Vietnam and, and was killed in, Viet, killed in action in Vietnam. We, you know, a man who's really paid more than uh, above and beyond the call of duty. I saw John there taking some great photos. Yeah, it was that was that was the toward the end of a very long day. But, yeah, uh, it was it was it was a very I don't know impressive, moving uh, ceremony. Um, and when I when I'm covering things for for the paper, I try to keep the emotion out of it. Uh, you know, but uh, that was that was. That was that impressed me. I, the the number of people who came out uh, to the park that that, that evening, uh, and and the the band was there, and the Pop Guy band, uh, you know the the dignitaries and the the folks who politicians who were uh, able to attend, and I, it just it was just a really neat thing, and uh, very appreciative as someone who was on the tail end of the Vietnam era in terms of. Uh, the, the the draft uh, at that point, uh, you know, I it, I remember a lot of that obviously, and uh, and there was you know the speakers were talking about the the disdain and hate sometimes that mm-hmm. the, that the veteran that those who had came back from Vietnam faced when when they came back, and uh, it was it was real. It was it was not just a, one of those. Uh, romantic things that people try to remember. It was, it was very real, and, and uh, they they were recognized the other night, and that, that traveling wall recognizes them, and, and hopefully, uh, as a society, we will become more uh, cognizant of, of their their sacrifices, uh, even if if they made it back perfectly whole. Uh, there's still a sacrifice, and uh, we we do appreciate we should appreciate that as a nation. And city councilman. Pastor Doug Bankson had wrote a song specifically for the event. They stood then, we stand now. Absolutely phenomenal song. 
Yeah, it was it was the message in it was good, and and the the music part was was very good too. Uh, a little bit of a country lilt to yeah. it, and uh, but it, but it was it was a very neat song, and I thought it's the, uh, it preached a great message. I'd give it airplay, and I would say it would be a hit if somebody were to do that. Right. One thing I would say is that, well, no, that um, in this event, having the Vietnam traveling wall come to Popka, the perfect event for our Popka community. I think this illustrates the kind of patriotic town of Popka is and and a town that whether people served or not, that they honor our veterans and honor their service and honor the sacrifices and commitment they made mm-hmm. to protect our And I will, I will say this, Roger, in, in the midst of all this political rancor that, that we have as a nation, there were folks there I saw there who I know personally who were politically way left of center who were there to honor those veterans as well. It, it's not a right-wing versus left-wing thing. It's and, American. And, and, it, and, and you, you can... You can agree on, on military tactics on whether you should be there or not, but those who, who answered the call of their government, of their leaders, uh, are the ones that we're, that we're honoring. And, and like I say, it was, it was folks from, from all different political spectrum who were there, all over the political spectrum, and uh, that was great to see. No, that's a great point, and glad you brought that out. And once again, that speaks to our, our popular community. Uh, I do want to, before we move on, mention... Bill Spiegel, the effort specifically of Bill Spiegel, because he's really the in- indispensable man that made this all happen. He worked literally for years on it. And, of course, uh, Apopka Rotary, who were sponsors of it, and, and they're the ones that really made it happen, too. And, uh, and especially, I know Bill, um, Bill Aerosmith especially worked very hard on this as well. So it's uh, just a wonderful, again, then it's a wonderful thing to have for our Apopka community. We're talking about the upcoming game tonight with Oviedo and Coach Darlington is joining us. Coach, great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask John a question, but I, now that you're here, you, I, it's a, um, you get your author, get it from the from the authoritative source. <laughs> as John's probably the authoritative source. <laughs> the only, yeah, well, after, he's, the sec, he's the second most authoritative a, source. After I talk to you, yeah. <laughs> But, well, actually, before I even ask that, I want to start off by once more c- congratulating you and thanking you for our 19th consecutive playoff appearance. I mean, that's something that should never, ever be taken for granted, and it's uh, something that's all started when you when you came here for, for the first time, which I believe was 1999. Well, we didn't make the playoffs that year. We won Sorry. a Metro Conference, but uh, we lost four, I think it was district games, mostly Seminole teams, and the land was Volusia. Our district was like Brantley and Oviedo and Lake Mary and – we lost all them, plus DeLance. We went 6-4 and four and beat a really good Evans team in the last game of the year to go 6-4. and four. Won the Metro, but started making the playoffs the next year in 2000. But thanks. And you would – well, let's just start – take a step back because uh, – well, actually, why don't we go ahead and take a break because we're up on our next break. We'll have a longer segment with Coach Darlington. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. And you're and – We'll look forward to being right back on Blue Darter Sports Central, so please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station.
It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Control with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're starting playoff football tonight at Oviedo. Kickoff 7.30. We'll have the pregame starting at 7 p.m. for you right here on 1520 WBZW. And um, also, you, of course, you can hear it on the 1520 WBZW app and on our website, 1520WBZW.com. We're pleased to be joined along with John Perry and Joe Farrow by Coach Darlington. And, Coach, I'd like to, as you know, before we talk about Dovito, I'd like to make, take a step back. We had a, a victory over Oak Ridge, which guaranteed, you know, guaranteed that we were going to make the playoffs for the 19th year in a row. And you know, we went into the Oak Ridge game experiencing quite a bit of adversity. You know, they were a team with a winning record. We had uh, you know, players starting in key roles, like blocking back and wing back, who've never started before, and still uh, won a key game against a, a good team. Can you talk about your impressions of the Oak Ridge game? Yeah, Oak Ridge is always real physical. You know, they knocked us out of the playoffs in the first round of 2010 by 20 points. And then in uh, 2014, when we won state, they were our opening game that year, and they beat us that night. And so, you know, they've always been physical and really fast. Everyone knows Oak Ridge is really fast. And when you play a team over and over and over, they kind of get used to defending you. So it's definitely uh, not an advantage for us, you know, to play people the same every year. And so I thought they defended us well. And, uh, you know, they do some unusual things on offense that are kind of concerning. But I thought – you know, for for most part, the defense played really, really well. You know, I think yardage-wise and uh, just not giving up big plays, we gave up the one touchdown pass, and then we messed up the two-point play, and then we messed up the kickoff, which led to a safety. So it was like, I think I read within 17 seconds, all that happened. Seven seconds. Seven seconds. Seven, Seven seconds, 10 points. Except for that, it was a pretty good night, especially for the defense. So, you know, good to get a win. And, you know, when you look at the yardage numbers or the points not being as high as some other games, you know, you think, oh, it's going to be terrible when you watch the film. But it really wasn't. You know, it was like a lot of times it would be like one guy not making a block that prevented a touchdown and made it a zero-yard game. And so that's kind of how football is sometimes. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you always try to take – things you got to get better at and look at those and approve them the next week but uh it's always good to get a win they're hard to come by as you know and as you said good to be in the playoffs now one other thing about that specific game that i just want to share with our listeners you know it's, it's interesting the different perceptions people have you know who look at a popular football from afar and you know we those who fought closely know about the culture the next man up culture the fact that you've got you know, every year a bunch of guys that are just basically regular high school kids out there playing football. But, you know, every time I talk to, you know, somebody from the outside, they're wanting to talk about Chandler Cox or Martez Ivey or, you know, there's, there's, there's this feeling there's just this overabundance of, of NFL talent. But my point is, you know, we, we played guys like uh, a guy named, a guy, Dan Gorey, stepped up. He never started a game before, um, unless I'm mistaken, and, and, and played at a key spot Friday night uh, in his last regular season home game. Uh, ben Judd stepped in up from the JV and started at wingback. Uh, with, with a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Did the Samson hair strength. I think that's what that is. Yeah, he's not strong enough to have hair strength. <laughs> but, but can, can you just you know, talk about just the makeup of that team? You know, you know, you're playing with kind of a patchwork lineup and, and the way the guys, you know, the, the battled battled in the culture of the, the next man up culture. Yeah, well, um, you know, the blocking back really is the key position in our offense. And, uh, you know, that seems funny to say, but it really is. And so Jalen broke his hand against Wakaiva, so he's been out. And then uh, the next block had back up. He he decided that he would remove himself from the team because of bad report card on uh, the following Monday. We didn't make that decision. You know, we would have provided him tutoring and academic support, but he decided that <laughs> he would go ahead and leave the team. So that was pretty uh, – I don't know the term for that, but so Dan was the next guy up, and he did. He practiced good and played, played fine. He's not real big, but you can get by with it sometimes on toughness and technique and want to. So I'm I'm proud Dan's getting a chance. You know, this week we got another one. We're going to start Tiberius Guys Jackson at tackle for the first time. He's a senior, so we've got. If you include. And if you include the block and back as an O lineman, we're starting three O linemen that are seniors but are first-year starters. You don't really want your seniors to be first-year starters, but that's how it is, and TJ deserves a chance. He's practiced good. I'm proud of him, so we'll see what happens tonight. And to be, now at the blocking back position, is Jalen Carter, any hope that he will be playing? At, or I know he's got the broken hand. Um, yeah, he won't play tonight. You know, when I just saw him back at school, he had a cast on, which was good, and he was talking about uh, – you know, he wants to play, and he, he maybe he can get it, you know, padded up and play. And so if, if we can get all the proper doctor, you know, uh, what do you call them, approvals, you know, by practice next week, and he can practice, then maybe he can play next week if we're still playing. So, But he won't play tonight. So Dan will be the man. That's fine. I love watching the, watching the kid play. He's a good young man. And, you know, as a coach, you really – it does please you when guys that are in the program and don't always get to play, but they don't complain. They work every day. They do anything they can to help the team. When they get a chance to get on the field and play, like Dan and TJ, you know that's it's kind of what it's about, really. You know, and so I'm 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 proud of those guys. Now, can you talk about making the transition from regular season into postseason? Because as you've talked about before, the, the season, the program, the season has different phases. You know, there's the preseason, there's the off season, there's the preseason, there's the actual regular season, which you have to you know, do well and to, to qualify for the playoffs. And now once you hit playoffs, everybody starts 0-0 all over again. Yeah, this is really why you play. And uh, so we, the cliches are win one game a week, you get to keep playing, and that's true. You know, one thing I'm seeing, and John can probably comment on this too, but I like the new point system because it keeps every game interesting. It matters that you play tough teams. You know, we finished the regular season with a you know, 7-3 and three record, but we were number two in the region in playoff points. But my thought is this. I think that they kind of ought to throw out the district champions, maybe throw out districts altogether like they do for 1A through 4A. And just let it be where, okay, well, we're the number two seed then, and we go opposite of the bracket of the one seed. Because it really kind of punishes the one seed. Because if we're the second seed, but then they make us a fifth seed, the one seed could see us in the second round. Whereas if we were the two seed, they couldn't see us until the third round. So I'm kind of starting to think, you know, go ahead and throw the districts out. We'll, we'll set up our own schedule and 
we'll make it tough. And if we deserve to be a two seed, even though we're number two in our district, or whatever, so be it. You know, so I think that would make for a more accurate bracket, I guess you'd say. You know, because I'm sitting there looking at three and six, and those are all kind of a little better deals as far as the playoff road than the one we got as a five seed, where we really should be a two seed. But it is what it is. We'll play the we'll play the bracket as it's given to us. So. And so it's tonight we're at Oviedo, who is a district champion. They're a four seed. We're the five seed, the highest seed to wild card. And what can you tell us about the Oviedo team? Um, well, they're always well coached. And uh, and they, they, they throw it run good. They got a good running back. They look well coached up on defense. They always play tough. We played in the playoffs in 2014. So it's a, a tough deal right there, you know. But got to go play them and uh, see how we do. Yeah, just thinking about that kind of brings back the memories. I mean, not that that's even relevant to tonight because you know, they even have a different coach and different cast of players and all. Uh, but, you know, I just reflecting a little bit. You know, we finished that season 2014-6-4, entered the playoffs. I think some people, you know, would have had them favored in the game. They were having a good season, a talented team. We went over there. Um, I remember early in the game, you manufactured points. We, got a, we planted, uh, blocked a punt, got ahead of them. And from that point on, we ended up beating them in a close game. And Yeah, they came back on us, I remember. We were down in the fourth quarter. And then uh, we ended up winning that game, and then we uh, ended up winning the state championship that year. That's true. It, not that that's relevant to tonight, of course. But anyway, it's just a, a thought I wanted to share with the audience. But um, you know, one of the things I noticed from looking at them is they've got a you know, quarterback that's thrown for about 1,500 yards. They've got a running back that's run for about 1,500 yards. Both of them uh, have a lot of touchdowns they've produced. Uh, what does that uh, you present for the defense? Well, it's, it's hard to d defend both, as we saw with uh, West Orange. You know, we were able to shut down their, their running back. And uh, then, their, but their receiver, we held him to 11 catches and three touchdowns, <laughs> but uh, managed to win the game. When you make him one-dimensional, you got a chance. You know, West Orange is averaging 44 points a game, and we did hold him to 21. So that was better, you know. So it'll be tough for sure. But we we practiced well, so we'll just have to see. Go out there and see if we can, you know, play like we practice. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we practice really good and play really bad, and we don't often practice bad and play well, but. We definitely have done the practice good, play bad thing a couple times this year. So, And now speaking also just about the playoffs in general, you know, one of the things that, you know, from my perspective at least, in, in 2012 and also 2014, which were you know, usually won state championships, you know, it seemed like the team got better progressively as we went through the playoffs. I remember in 2012, we actually were on the road, I think, at, at Orlando University and, and had a relatively close game with them. And, you know, next thing you know, we're winning the state championship. Um, what do you do during the the, the, the playoff season to, to, to get the team playing better every week? I don't think we change a lot. I, I think we practice the way we practice. And it's not really any different. You know, I think you take every game as, you know, you start putting the game plan in over the weekend and put some stuff in Monday and Tuesday and, as an offensive coach, I tend to like kind of cut things back as the week goes on, but there's really no different way of practicing. You know, some teams practice shorter or like in less gear, but we don't really do that. We practiced yesterday for two hours in full pads and did nutcracker like we always do, and we kind of do every 
Monday practices are about like Thursday practices. They're all about the same. Whereas a lot of teams, you know, will kind of like almost take Monday off and definitely take Thursday off, just going shorts. So that we're feeling we're going to get four full practices in every week. So that's hopefully going to make us better. And uh, now it's a good time to take our next break. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Coach Garlington, John Perry, and Joe Ferraro from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. Please stay with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Garter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We'll be having lunch at Porky's after the show. We invite you to come up and join us. John Perry's here, Coach Darlington's here, and of course, Joe Ferraro as well. Before we go back to Coach, and John and Joe, I want to let you know about the people who make our broadcasts possible, our football broadcast on 1520 WBCW. Baptiste Orthodontics, Dr. Amy Davis in Central Florida Audiology, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, Highland Funeral Home and Highland Memory Gardens, Community Health Centers, and of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, BurnFatOrlando.com, Florida Door Solutions, and Porky's. Now, Coach, we, we, we've talked about Going into the, the game you know, with various injuries, you know the cat and you know, other adversities, the cast of characters that we finished the season with against Oak Ridge uh, is kind of dramatically different, especially on offense. Say back in the day against Bartram Trail and earlier in the season, yeah, how has the the team, the players, adapted to this the, the changes uh, the changes in the lineup and the, the, I guess essentially the the new the new cast of characters you have now. Okay, you just said a lot of information, so I I didn't hear the question in it. So you're going to have to just break it down for the question. Yeah, the, the, the guys. It was hard to follow that. It was like a okay, paragraph. Okay. The, uh, the players, uh, how, the attitude of the players uh, going into the playoffs, you know, the, the, the attitude. Of, what, what is the attitude of the players? How have they, you know, responded, I guess is a, would be the word. How, how have the players responded to just, you know, the various adversities, which include, you know, big differences in the lineup, as we talked about? I don't really know how they've responded. I don't really chat with them about, hey, how do you feel? Uh, you know, Dan, Dan's going to play block about guys. Are you okay with that? Do you have another selection maybe? And, you know, Ben's got to play wing. Is that a quick, guys, is the ponytail good? I mean, he could be tackled by it. That could be harmful. But do you guys feel this is good for us? I mean, that's not really who, who I am as a coach to ask them how they feel or their attitudes about it. You know, I, we just – I'm, I'm more matter of fact, and okay, Ben, you're in. Uh, Dan, you're blocking back. Yeah. That's just kind of how we we do things, and just have never been the guy to sit around and ask guys how they feel or what do they think about this. It's, you know, I, just not not really the way. Can, can I, I, I guess I'm not a, I'm not a new age <laughs> a new age touchy feely. I think what he what he's go. trying to get at is. is personality conflicts between the players. No, 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 no. No, that's not it? I thought maybe that was it. More specifically is, I know you've told us before that, you know, say specifically 2012, 2014, 
that once we got into playoff time, you know, the, you know football's a grind. And, and yeah. you've had certain teams where you've said, you know, it looked like the guys, you know, the last couple of weeks of practice were looking forward to the season being over yeah. before the playoffs even started. Whereas that 2014 team, specifically, you said those guys are, you know, the, have a spring in their step, and they they they, they right. don't want it to be over. Right. I I can't tell yet. I think we'll know more if we were to win tonight. I think we'll know more next week. You know, really, because then, you know, you're playing either a team that beat you pretty badly, or you're playing a team that uh, you know, that you beat. So either way, you know, we could maybe tell. But the thing that's different about this team, as I said, Roger, is this: our two best weeks of practice this year by far were Mandarin and Wakaiva wasn't even close i mean we practiced off the charts and we uh we we lost those games and so you know this team going out and practicing great and flying around having fun doesn't always negate into or uh, equate to uh wins on friday night so like last week's practices were okay and we played okay so maybe if we have really bad practices we'll play really good i don't know but so it's really too soon to tell. I don't think we're dragging around with, like, the death march or anything. But, uh, again, I don't too excited and happy in practice because that kind of is how we got beat those weeks. Every every team is different. That that's that's certainly true. John, you would like to jump in with the – don't let me hog up all the questions. No, just the – Oviedo, to me, um, and, and you mentioned this to me earlier in the week, uh, Rick, about uh, defensively uh, they seem to be fairly uh, – because they played Haggerty, who runs the single wing as well, and uh, they played them pretty much straight up in terms of uh, average defense, no no really exotic things. So, uh, But but their defensive line is, is their, the best part of their defense. So it, yes. That, yeah. And so, uh, I guess with with starting, you know, TJ and and Gory now in his second start, TJ's first. Uh, uh, those guys, well, you've got TJ at inside tackle, I guess. Uh, yes. Okay. And Cody Miller's playing guard. Right. Okay. So I mean, you've got those guys who are, are and the the rest of them have played a decent amount, but uh, in, in terms of. Being able to to get their assignments done and that type of thing, you're pretty confident in the in the offensive line going um, into this week. I think Cody struggled a little bit at guard, but hopefully he'll be ready to go. You know they're watching film back at the ranch now, and um, TJ's been pretty solid this week, surprisingly, because he's had trouble with assignments throughout the year. That's why he didn't probably get to play much. Right. But he's been pretty solid this week. He's had a good week of practice, and I think that uh, I think that Dan or uh, not Dan, I think Cody will get it. So, you know, I, I feel I mean, I feel we're definitely putting the best lineup out there that we can put out there. There's not a question about that. The guys are in the right positions for this week. And, uh, you know, because we didn't discuss this, but Sebastian Molina, who started against West Orange, then he was going to start uh, a, one game that last maybe the last game. And he did something to his hand in practice. And so he didn't get he's still out. So, again, we were thinking he might step into the lineup last week, and he went out early in the week. So how about Eric Wright, real quick? He's just got 30 seconds or so, uh, his addition uh, back after a he couple He should of be months. good. Eric's very talented, you know, right. but he's only played in two games this year, right. you know, two and a half. 
But if, if he can stay away from injuries, he's as good as we've got. I mean, he'd be the most talented back we have, really. I thought going into the season next to Corey, he was the guy with the talent to make you know be a home run hitter. So hopefully he'll show that tonight. Best wishes tonight, Coach. Thanks for joining us today at Porky's. Thank you, John. Thank you, Joe. Thanks to Alan in the studio. Friends, right here, 1520 WBZW. Pre-game starts at 7 p.m. Have a great day. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.